0: Welcome to i Possible, a podcast committed to reducing mental stigma, one conversation at a time. Each week, I join teens from all over the world and have a discussion on all things mental health. I'm your host, Edith Pale, and this is I'm Possible. Hey, besties, I hope you're staying safe and happy. I'm joined today by Cat Sarah from the United
1: States. I'm thrilled to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, you know, I'm in the peak of midterm season. I'm currently, I currently go to UC Davis, um, which is the University of California, Davis, um, and I'm about to graduate this year, which is very exciting. As mentioned before, my name is Katrina Zara, but I go by Cat. Um, my pronouns are she, they. I am filipina American. First gen and born and raised in LA with an immigrant family. And I'm a mental health blogger, advocate, writer, and psychology major. That brings
0: us to our next question. Uh, What does mental health mean to you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And um, just want to preface it off by saying mental health is um, different for everyone. So, um, you know, what is, what, how I define mental health may not be the same as another person but for me personally mental health is all about maximizing your potential to live fully so that one can reach and feel the joy that they deserve and i think also it's about acceptance of the past hope for the future and purposeful intention of the present and mental health is really about um well healthy mental health is, is all about advocating for yourself even when it can be hard and also knowing that there are better days out there, especially when you feel at your worst and at rock bottom. Um, but yeah, mental health is different for everyone. And it's definitely not a cookie cutter box concept. But for me personally, I think mental health at its prime is really when you support yourself in the best ways that you can. I love that response. So, um. Have you ever struggled with your mental health? So my journey with mental health essentially started within my family setting. Um, I grew up um my, you know, my parents divorced when I was eight years old. And then just after that, like my adolescent life stage was really a transitional period for me. Um, I was just trying to understand and develop my identity. Unfortunately, that whole process got um, really Um, messy Um, when my mother uh, co-lived with an American man who I used to look up to as a father figure. And so that sort of loss and grief, um, as soon as I found out the tough nature of his, of the, I mean, the tough truth of his nature, really, um, it turned out, you know, he had uh, a personality disorder, um, but he was undiagnosed. So, Um, It was really difficult for me at the time to truly understand what was going on in that household since, um, you know, I had to deal with kind of the issues of um, assimilation over acculturation, meaning like trying to figure out where I fit in in an American society when, you know, my family was were immigrants and also not only in a cultural aspect, but also in truly like Understanding myself, it was really difficult because um, he really shaped me as an individual. Like, I don't think this father figure that I looked up to—I don't think I would have been a mental health advocate if it wasn't for him. Because honestly, as sad as it sounds, um, he really helped me turn my pain into passion. Um, he showed me that pain, and I really wanted to to kind of help myself. And so, you know. This was all right. This was all before college started. So once college happened, um, it was the first time I seek help. I went to therapy, um, went to counseling services. And that was really the time where I've had so many newfound realizations and truly figured out myself. Um, therapy was a life changing experience for me because it helped me heal through my tough um, teenage years. So Um, that's kind of a little bit about how I struggled with my mental health. I was really in a depressive state, um, entering college and actually, you know, throughout that whole journey of therapy and, um, getting access to counseling services, I changed my major just last year to psychology. And ever since that, so many opportunities have bloomed and opened up for me. And I'm truly, I truly feel like I'm at a point where I feel like I'm on the right track now and that this is what I want to do. Um, mental health advocacy is truly, especially for the youth, because how I felt when I was young, I felt trapped, lost, um, depressed. And I I truly want to impact lives for the better by turning that into my my passion, really.
0: I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but I'm proud of you for not only coping with these experiences, actually, but using them as a source of inspiration. I think that's um, really cool and it must have been hard to seek professional help as well because there are a lot of stigma surrounding it so can you tell us a bit more wow. about how the process went and what did it look like um, you mentioned that it's helped with your healing process and I personally go to therapy as well and I can agree but can you mm. tell us a bit more about the whole process um, especially about the first part of like deciding to seek help when did you decide to go and get some help?
1: Sure, of course. Yeah, I can definitely share um, my experiences with that and how I navigated through that process. So, I started therapy um, a month before college started. So, originally, I sought therapy um, back in my hometown just for a few weeks. And, really, one of the tips that I can say throughout the process is finding the right fit. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people overlook. Um, They, you know, sometimes, Kids and even adults, like they go into therapy thinking that okay, I'm gonna try it if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work at all um or I'm gonna try it, and if it works, then it's bound it's meant to be so really like finding who you who you feel most comfortable with and compatible with is is really beneficial for to get the most out of therapy um so I mentioned that because the first time I went to therapy um it was. It was it was okay, but I didn't feel like it was really fit for me. Second time around, um, I went to therapy here at UC Davis, my university, and fortunately, I found a great therapist for me. Um, And this this therapist really helped me out um, figure out myself and how to cope healthily. And um, that was actually just a few months. Um, after I started therapy and then I went to therapy for about in total a year to a year and a half and now I just go as needed um it's not as consistent right now but you know I I advocate for everyone even if you don't feel like you need it therapy is amazing even if you just want to talk to someone about it doesn't need to be a huge problem that's another thing too is like people think that therapy you know want um they go to it just because they think that they go to it to when the issue is big, but when the issues are small in their heads, then they don't even bother. And I think we should normalize going to therapy, whether your mental health struggles are big or small. Um, It's really important and you can really see the effects um, because even just talking it out, talking about your feelings, that's so important so that you won't bubble up and it won't, um, cause harm or inflict pain in other ways. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of my journey and how I navigated through therapy. I definitely had to talk to some people, some staff here at UC Davis to, to figure out like um, what was right for me. But I feel like it's it's something that it, it does need improvement in accessibility. Like uh, people need to know how to access it. However, um, it, it's definitely available for everyone and should be at least.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing your story. Um, I personally switched therapists te- several times so I can relate to like finding the right fit. But I'm glad that you found someone that worked for you. And you mentioned that you went to therapy for about a year. I'm, I've am i been going to therapy for over six months now for my anxiety and It's definitely a process. I mean, it's not um, like a magic healer, basically. Like, you have to put in the work. You have to take your time. And it's definitely a hard process. But I'm glad that you kind of navigated through everything. Um, And I feel like it's hard to talk about these things. So I'm glad that you're here um, today talking about your experiences. Uh, I feel like by speaking up, we empower others. Um, to do the same. And we slowly end mental stigma that way. Um, Like speaking of stigma, have you ever been subjected to stigma? And what was it like for you? And how did it affect your mental health?
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Um, Those are all such great points to mention. Um, Therapy, yeah, my goal is to normalize vulnerability, normalize being open and and normalize you know sensitivity being a strength so to answer your question about stigma growing up um i in a filipino family um i have been seen and have been called way too many times as being too sensitive um about things whether it be about body image or about um just uh, mental health uh you know it's all of that like that's something that you know I'm personally an introspective and um, naturally sensitive person, really, and very empathic person, so I feel like people see kinds of um, showing your sensitivities as weaknesses, but um I've really wanted to kind of reframe that idea as sensitivity as a strength because you really get to notice the little things and you become more attuned and like emotionally attuned and connected with yourself than if you weren't sensitive. Um, of course, it has its weaknesses too, because you know sensitive people may be more prone to mental health struggles like depression and anxiety, but it also allows us to be a lot more compassionate. Um, and so, um, with my family, um sometimes with friends too, but I think it, it was definitely. Again, my mental health relates a lot with my family settings and my family dynamics growing up. And so being the different one out there, um, it really affected how um, I understood my place. Like, And also, it really was a process for me to kind of relate or feel like I belong in a family that wasn't very emotionally attuned or sensitive to, um, like societal issues in in that regard. But, um, I think I, I overcame it by learning, actually educating myself about not only my mental health, but, you know, switching into psychology and everything. It was just really life-changing for me. And it really was a benefit for me because I know now, I know myself so much more than I did just a year ago. and growth is such a beautiful process that, it, that anyone can, can endeavor. And, and healing and recovery and all of those themes is so important. Um, and really, stigma is, is only caused by untransformed pain, I think. Like, if you don't transform your pain into your power, then it becomes trauma. So, yeah, I think that's what I have to say about that.
0: I really loved your response. And while listening to you, I actually um, thought to myself that, like, we might be the same person (laughs) because um, I can relate to your experiences a lot. Uh, I feel like I've always been a sensitive kid. And because of that, I was judged a lot, too. And it took a while for me to kind of show that as a strength, um, see that as a strength and kind of develop skills to, um, Mm -hmm. Both like help my mental health because as you said like it's hard sensitive people to navigate through life and that can affect our mental health as well um but yeah. now I also see it as a strength so I'm glad that you kind of brought that up um, so this stigma like affects a lot of people um and I mean I've been doing this podcast for like some time now and with every person that I talk to they all mentioned that stigma, judgment, and discrimination affected them a lot. How do you think we can end this stigma? Because I think we should. It's time. How do you think we can end this stigma? Do you have any ideas?
1: Yeah, you know, um, that's a great question. My gosh. And I feel like it's something that we definitely need to talk about more in society, especially nowadays with the pandemic, which is exacerbating. So many mental health issues, Um, especially, unfortunately, you know, there's a distinction with mental health and mental illness. Um, Mental illness has more of a negative connotation, unfortunately. But um, I think, just in general, mental health stigma, mental illness stigma can be uh, mitigated or prevented by just having, opening up greater discussions and conversations about our mental health. And not only mental health, but vulnerability. And when I mention vulnerability, it's really hard for people. Um, I completely understand that. And especially if. About your feelings and emotions, it's a double whammy of just it's just really difficult to open up. But I think vulnerability truly serves as a strength, especially in with the mental health community. and the way to end, help end the stigma is first educate yourself. And when you educate yourself, you can open up conversations towards others. And also, it's important to come with these conversations from a place of empathy and understanding of and meeting where the person who you're talking to is at. Um, you can't force a person, you can't fix a person to change or heal themselves um, or, you know change their minds about whatever stigma is in their heads. The only thing that we are capable of doing is what's in our control, which is educating and informing um, the public and who we're around as much as we can by first educating ourselves and then onto others. Um, There's some great, like, as you all know, like Elif is amazing with One Smile Effect at Turkey, her work, and then My State of Mind, which I'm also a part of, Um, Oh, my gosh, I forgot to mention that. (laughs) Yes, my state of mind is a nonprofit organization um, for youth mental health that I am a writer for. Um, There are so many organizations out there that is for the youth and by the youth that that advocate for mental health and mental illness struggles and and destigmatizing all of that. So um, I also recommend just getting involved with those kinds of organizations or clubs on campus that you have to kind of be familiar with how you can help end the stigma.
0: Uh, I loved how you um, mentioned one well, smile effect and my state of mind as well. There are a lot of organizations people can Im- get involved with and change is possible, definitely. So before we wrap things up, we have one last question that I ask each guest. What is one sentence you'd like to share with our audience today?
1: I that's a great question. I think I'd like to say that positive change, whether that be in internally or towards the external world, starts with you. Um, And when you advocate for yourself, you advocate for the world because you are important and you matter in this world. And I don't think a lot of people advocate for themselves enough. So that's why I really, truly want to say that, because everyone has the ability to turn their pain into power. Yay, I love that message so much.
0: And today I had a great time talking with you. Um, I feel like you were so vulnerable and authentic and I'm inspired by your story and I'm sure it will empower many other young people too. And yeah, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much Ella for having me and I truly enjoyed this time with you and this opportunity that you've given me to share my story and open up with people so that they can do the same as well in their communities.
0: Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to follow or subscribe on the platform you're tuning in from. Tune in next week for another episode where we break the barriers of mental health and turn the impossible possible. Until then, take care.